special thank you to our sponsor, The Arbor at Avonmore Court. For more information on The Arbor and their member care facility, call 503-856-7440. Welcome to the Better Together podcast, supporting seniors in our local communities with your hosts, Sean Seibin and John Hughes. And now, here's Sean and John. Good afternoon, John. How you doing, my friend? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, appreciating the fact that it's cooled off a little bit here this week. <laughs> Absolutely. I know. It's actually um, nice to be able to go outside and go on a walk and not come back uh, just, you know, drenched pile of sweat. Right. I hear you. And during the first uh, heat wave, so to speak, my heat pump decided to stop working. So, oh, my gosh. Um, Thankfully, we have it replaced now, but it was, there There were some very warm nights. I bet. I bet. Well, uh, better you than me. I'm glad it was uh, <laughs> was you and not me. No. Uh, well, welcome everybody to the Better Together podcast. I'm your host, Sean Steiben. That is my co-host, John Hughes. We certainly appreciate you taking the time this afternoon to uh, to spend some time with us as we talk better together and what that means um, to us, what that means to our community, and uh, what that means most importantly to our seniors. So I'm looking forward to uh, to the show today, John. Me too. We got a couple of vibrant ladies on today. So uh, we and, do. And they both yes. have a lot of information to share. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think without further ado, I want to introduce, first introduce uh, Sam Dimchak. She was on... Uh, the, the show two weeks ago, and uh, she is the sales and marketing director at Avamir Court in Kaiser, or excuse me, the Arbor uh, in Kaiser, and she is the founding member of Better Together and wanted to bring her on to, to talk Better Together and um, nice. what that means to her. How, how are you, Sam? I'm outstanding. I'm having a wonderful day. It's, I'm glad to be here again. Yes. But unless well, your background is wrong, you're not outstanding in a field. I'm not outstanding in a field, <laughs> but I am in a nice air-conditioned office, so I'll take it. Nice. That's probably better. Nice. Well, and our second guest is uh, Elise Lipnicks. She is a regional director and program specialist for the Alzheimer's Association Oregon and Southwest Washington chapter. I want to bring her on to talk about the Alzheimer's walk, uh, the walk to end Alzheimer's that we have. And she's also an active member in the Better Together community. Elise, good afternoon. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. You bet. Thanks for taking some time uh, to to join us this afternoon. Um, So Sam, why don't you, why don't you start by Telling everybody how the Better Together group started, how it was how it was founded, and what really prompted you to put a group like this together. Okay, so uh, I've been doing senior living for quite a few years now. Before that, I was doing marketing for a disaster restoration company, which was fine, but I realized I had to change my marketing tactics when I went into senior living. And I remember thinking, I truly don't know how to meet new people. I don't know anybody in the industry. And I just decided to uh, invite everybody that I could into my community at the time. So I got to meet some great people. And what we realized is that we're all in the same boat. We, it was, it's hard to, you know, cold calling and cold selling and, you know, that all that stuff is really hard. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you invite people that you plan on building a relationship with. So I would invite people that were not necessarily directly linked to senior living. Um, And we ended up with lawyers and um, 
man, we have all kinds of people that join us. It makes the your work so much easier when you have somebody that you can call on instantly. And you know, because you've built a relationship with them, that the information they're giving you is accurate and um, they can provide you with the support that you need. I don't have every answer in senior living and nobody else does either. But if you sound, surround yourself with a, a network of people who knows somebody who knows somebody, it really truly does make us all better together. And we're not a, we're not a group that um, you don't have to pay to join. You don't have to do anything to join. You can just come. Sometimes we have wine tastings because I want to build a relationship with people that I can help and can help me. And it has proven itself time after time after time that when you build the relationships, when you put the time into building the relationships, it works. So we meet once a month and we meet at different locations. Sometimes there's 10 or 20 of us, sometimes there's five or six. It just, it depends on the week. Mm -hmm. um, there's so much to be said about senior living that we can't all know everything. And oh. I knew nothing when I got uh, into it. So Elise, of course, is truly one of my favorite people from Better Together because I can go to her with any, what I would consider, you know, stupid questions. And she just gets me the answer. There's never a stupid question. Whenever I need her advice on um, anybody or anything going on in my community, she's always ready, willing, and able to help. But I also, outside of that, care deeply about Elise. Mm -hmm. And that makes it paramount to the Better Together program. Like, Sean, I know you, I, you know, Anybody who knows you and I, I say that you're my work brother because I care so deeply about you mm -hmm. outside of the work um, environment as well. Yeah. I think if you build the relationship, they will come. You know, it's it's truly it it's not magic. It's just kindness, and we're all so desperate for kindness. I had a lovely lady today who was in, uh, who has been part of Better Together for years. And I always considered her one of, you know, I'm going to this particular lady if I have a question. Well, she called me today with a question and I was honored, but I couldn't help her. So what did I do? I reached out to somebody I know that I've built that relationship with, was able to successfully step out of being the middle person and made it work. And, mm -hmm. uh, my friend got the information, another, so it's the relationship building that I'm absolutely passionate about. Yeah, and and that's the one, the, one of the um, most satisfying things that I get out of being part of the group is just the satisfaction of building relationships outside of the group and building friendships outside of the group. Um, and it's not a, it's an all-inclusive group, right? I mean, there's, there's, there's nobody that, that we wouldn't want to welcome into the group. This group just happens to focus on all things surrounding seniors. And John, I know you've been, you've been part of the group for a while. Um, you certainly have a service that, um, you know, that fo focuses on serving seniors. Elise has, of course, uh, uh, a service that focuses on seniors being part of the Alzheimer's organization. So um, we're a group of like-minded people, but more than anything, Sam, like you said, it's about the relationships that we build with each other. You can't, you can't necessarily care for someone that you don't know. I mean, everyone, you know, you should care about everybody. But when I know a little bit about you, I can say, hey, how's your mom? I heard she had a fall last week or, hey, I heard your kid won the soccer game. There's so many things that go. And I don't want anyone to think that these are relationships that we have to work real hard at because we don't. These are not relationships where you're getting together four or five times a week because you have to, you know, be at this meeting. It's not about that. It's literally about 
checking in every once in a while and knowing when somebody needs a little bit of help or support. I know Elise, I had some surgeries and Better Together was able to come together and make her some food. You know, these are the really, truly, they're, they're pivotal in senior living. They're absolutely pivotal because if you have not gone through Alzheimer's or dementia or any of the other things that can happen to you um, when you have an aging parent, um, you don't know what you don't know. Yep. So if you can just reach out and we're all better together for it, then it makes everybody's job a little bit easier. Yep. Well, that's like earlier, you were talking about changing your sales tactics when you came into this industry. Um, I, I think all of us have seen people come and go from the industry mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll pick on car salesmen. If you are a car salesman and you're not very relationship driven, it, it, it just doesn't work in this industry. You, right. you don't stick around very long. Um, but people who maybe have not been salespeople, but they're really good at building relationships often do very well. Um, and like getting to know people through networking and stuff. That's one thing I like about Salem is I know pretty much all of my competitors. And there's been times where I've told somebody Unfortunately, we can't help you, but let me recommend these two or three agencies that do the same thing. And invariably they ask, well, there's more than just those two or three. And I'm like, yes, there definitely is. And they go, why do you recommend them? And my answer has always been the same. I know the owners and I would trust them to take care of my own mother. So, you you know, what, once you get to know people and a little bit about how they run their business, it's easy to refer back and forth or call and ask questions and and things like that. Yeah. And I don't think it's rocket science. You know, I just don't, I really don't. I don't think it's rocket science because this model has um, proven itself over and over and over and Mm -hmm. over again. And the people who want to be in it for the relationships and the right reasons stay. And we may not see them two or, you know, maybe two or three times a year, but we we're still checking in with each other and making sure how many, how can I help you? What do you need from me this week? Is there anything I can do? And it just makes, it makes your life so much better. I have so many people working to help me when I need them and I'm willing to work to help them. So it's just, it's really great. Sure. It really is. And it's it's something that I, I'm sure in, I don't know, other parts of the state, other parts of the country, you know, positions like this can be very adversarial, um, you know, competing and things like that. But in the mid Willamette Valley, we've really got a camaraderie. And, you know, like Sam was saying, it, it goes it goes beyond work you know it goes to you know at least just had to get her knee replaced let's all get her food which was absolutely amazing you know and, and that was just one email sam sent out and i had all these people showing up at my door um so you know there's there's really a there's a professional camaraderie but there's also a personal one and mm-hmm. and truly when you meet someone and you kind of see the way that they work and the way that they interact with other people um, like John said, it's not hard to to recommend them. And um, I think you get a good gut instinct for people. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things, like I said, that um, you just, you, you know, it's, you know, it's a right fit when, like Sam said, you can, you know, you can go a couple of months without, maybe checking in or going to a meeting or, or an event that somebody's having and then be able to pick up right where you left off the last time you saw each other. And that's, you know, that, that all goes back to, to building and maintaining those relationships for sure. So, um, so at least I wanted, I wanted to ask you and you, you touched on it a little bit, um, but, just share share with the audience if you would um, a little bit about just what the what the group means to you and and how um, you came to be such an important part of the of the group for all of us because you're you're really the go-to person 
if I know if I have something Alzheimer's dementia related, I know that if I can't direct them, or I shouldn't say if I can't direct them to the website, but if that's not something that is for whatever reason isn't needed, I know that I can send them to you or I can reach out to you and boom, you're going to answer anything and everything Alzheimer's and dementia related. So that is that is part of you know this whole being better together but what is what does the group mean to you and how did you come to be um, such a special part of the group well i've uh, i've worked for the alzheimer's association now for six years so i'm pretty sure i was around right around the same time the group um, mm -hmm. was put together and immediately just fell right into place um and like, like you said, there's a lot of people, you know, pretty much everyone in the group is involved with senior living or just seniors in general. And when you're talking about seniors that need help, many times you are talking about Alzheimer's disease or dementia. So mm -hmm. I've had quite a few members reach out to me and um, I can luckily offer consulting services and care consultations and free care and support and programs. And I consider that a really high compliment that people, that people have that trust in me, that they, that they come to me. And the group has always been very special to me. It's always been one that I've looked forward to and I haven't been able to make it for the last couple. <laughs> but um, I'm coming next time. It's just one that I always look forward to. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of networking that that happens, you know, outside the group. And let's face it, I mean, just to be honest, sometimes it can be really dry, you know, and this is not this is a very dynamic group. You know, we laugh together. We interact, like Sam said, um, we know about each other. How's your mom? You know, Sam's Sam's husband came and, you know, he's his office is next door. and He came and stopped in and said hi to me today and and it's just those those little things that kind of make it beyond um just a networking mm -hmm. Group. Mm -hmm. work is tough man sometimes you're just having a crappy day and you need someone to sit, commiserate with right. you know it's not always i don't ever consider myself a salesman that's not in my vocabulary oh. because i don't feel like that's what i do i am the director of sales and outreach but i've learned over the years that you have to care I, I can't tell you how many times I sit down with a family member and they tell me about a horrible experience they had, you know, someone feeling very pushy and, you know, I, I don't, I can't, I can't abide that. Like I, I'm all about the relationships. So my husband says I collect people. <laughs> That's, I like that. That's, that sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's anybody that knows you knows that uh, that's that's very fitting um john you mentioned it you mentioned it earlier that you know you've had you've had people that will reach out to you um and for one reason or another they're not either they're not the right fit for your service or your service is not the right fit for them whatever that situation circumstance is right and you direct them to these other, um, these other, these other companies. Why, why, why do that when you know that they are the direct competitors? Well, several years ago, one of my employees coined a, a new word, essentially called "competitor," meaning go. we're not really competing because quite frankly, there's enough business for all of us. But while on one hand, we kind of compete, but on the other hand, we're trying to work together. So for in-home care in my service, sometimes I've shared clients with other companies because sure. neither one of us can staff everything needed. You know, maybe somebody wants 24 hour care, we can do days and another agency can do nights or something like that. A little bit of a drag for the client because now they've got two companies, two invoices, etc. But at least they're getting the coverage they need. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about helping people um, 
and keeping that trust and, and those relationships going. And to be honest, there's been times I've referred people to one of the, the competitors and a year or so later they call and say, oh, they now have a staffing situation where we're gonna be without a caregiver for maybe a month. And I'm like, check, let me check with my scheduler. And sometimes I can come back on the phone and say, yeah. well, if you wanna switch to us, we can staff that. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes clients get moved back and forth based on who can staff what. Um, but yes, and, and for other things, whether it's a ramp for somebody's front porch or grab bars in the shower, um, or maybe, you know, figuring out how somebody's long-term care policy works or um, what one of the folks we all know, Alex Johnson, mm -hmm. um, he's very good at, well, pretty much everything. But, um, you know, one, one of his things is if existing clients or even acquaintances of clients have a parent pass away and they know there's this big box of paperwork, but they don't know what's in it. Right. He will voluntarily go through it and then come back and say, oh, did you know they had a policy for cancer and they died from cancer? So let's get this cashed in and get your other parent the money or, you know, whatever. Um, and I think all of us in this industry do stuff like that on some level. Um, obviously, some stand out from the crowd, but um, I, I think we all are in it to help people. One, you know, I'd like to mention Alex. I like to name drop um, Mayor Alex Johnson. Uh, he is a perfect example of our better together. He's been loyal and he comes to the meetings. And I had a, a family that was going through a Medicare crisis. They were moving in, but they realized that mom didn't have any prescription coverage how do you not have prescription coverage when you're a senior? Well, I don't know how to handle that. So what did I do? I immediately called Alex. He drove up from Albany to Kaiser, I think the same day and helped this family where he got no benefit. It didn't benefit him at all, but that's not the point. You're not always there to benefit yourself. You've got to put the families and their loved ones first. That's why we're doing it. I'm not gonna move everybody in. I'm not gonna do it. Sometimes it's not the right fit for different reasons, you know, um, but you do it because it's the right thing to do for the families and you are going to be better off for it in the long run anyway. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's, it's something where, um, you know, you're not doing yourself any favors by, you know, by trying to hog business or something like that, you know, because, right. Because really, there's there's um, the the more people that are involved in an industry means there's more options for the you know the client the customer, and you know just like Sam said, we want them to be happy. There's a reason that we're all in this line of work, and that's because we care about people. Um, and it's it's just something where if if someone walks into my office and I can tell that that maybe we don't jive very well or we're not a good fit. You know, there's people I can refer them to, you know, especially like John has a, a wealth of knowledge about Alzheimer's disease and other forms of dementia. Sam has a really poignant personal story. So just depending on what they, what they need, it, it, it only, it only helps you to be a good person and sure. to do the right thing. So do the right thing. That's the, that's the, that's the crux of it. You know, um, people will say, you know, you just have to do what you feel is right in the moment with the information that you have. Right. And there's, there's someone told me when I was getting into the senior industry, when you get on the bus, you move around on the bus until you find the right seat. I found the right seat. So where I am is perfect. Now I just need to help as many people as I can in that process. Yep. So the better together allows me to do that and do so confidently because I have resources for attorneys and uh, mortgage brokers that specialize in senior lending, real estate agent, Sean, who specializes in selling the houses for seniors. And I have 
surrounded myself with people who have great knowledge. So um, Elise has been remarkable in helping me with my journey because we didn't know what we were doing. I just certainly didn't know what I was doing when I was taking care of my mom, but that's, I didn't even know how to ask, but Elise put me on the right path. And I figured, you know, when, when you got to have a, a good friend to call, Elise is, uh, Elise is definitely a good one to have in the bucket. Oh, for sure. You. For sure. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's nice. Like you keep saying, just to be around um, like-minded, like-minded people. Um, and it's, it's good to, be able to share that um with uh with others so have you ever been to a networking meeting where they you're timed you know you've got 30 seconds to speak and then if you speak over they ding a bell and then you have to pay a fine or if your phone rings like we're totally not like that we're no, not like that no, we are not like that we like to um occasionally like it we're we meet at different locations every month this month we're meeting at my building at the arbor in kaiser but we're having a wine tasting because i found a lovely it's wine, but whatever. But I found a lovely gentleman who doesn't have a tasting room. So he's going to be here and show us how, as a group, the Better Together group can support him while he gives back to the Alzheimer's Association. So partnering with someone who has wine, duh, <laughs> like, who's not no want to do that? Right. But it's also a relationship that I'll build. I met him at the Saturday market and I'm always talking to people now. I finally figured out how to do it. And I'm always looking for different things. So we meet at different places. There's no bells. Everybody's welcome. We do all kinds of philanthropic things. We support the Alzheimer's Association with the longest day. We support the Alzheimer's Association with the walk. We're constantly in fun fundraising mode. So a wine tasting is a great way to do it and still build those relationships. It doesn't have to be stodgy and bell ringy. Yeah. Let's, uh, that's, a, that's a good segue, Sam. Let's talk about the walk. We've got we've got the walk coming up. Um, Elise, tell the tell the audience what the walk is, why it's so important, and um, then I'll probably have a couple of, of follow up questions for you. But um, what is what is the walk, and why is it so important? So the walk is um, an Alzheimer's Association event. Walk to end Alzheimer's. And it is the nationwide, it is the largest gathering of people that get together to raise funds for Alzheimer's disease and other dementia for research, for fueling our mission, for free programs and services. So it's, it's the largest event surrounded around Alzheimer's disease and dementia that's a fundraising event. And that's really exciting. We have... Um, the walk in Salem is coming up on, let's see, is it? Yeah, September 17th. And registration is at 930. So that's at Riverfront Park. And it's it's absolutely going to be a great time. It's, it's just so much fun. You know, it, it makes you feel really good to show up and see all the purple. You know, that's our color purple. And to see you know, just all the sea of purple and, and people holding up promise garden flowers symbolizing, you know, what they, what they stand for with Alzheimer's disease, whether it be uh, someone who has died or whether it be that they're a current caregiver, they support the cause or they are a person with the diagnosis, you know, they all hold up a different color flower and it's, it's quite amazing. Um, it's, it's going to be quite an event this year, too. Last year, it was a little pared down because of COVID. And the year yeah. before, it was canceled because of COVID, correct? Uh, the year before, it was it was uh, virtual. Yeah, it was a virtual oh, kind virtual. of walk in your neighborhood or kind of walk yeah. wherever you wanted to. Yeah. But everybody getting together in person. And from what I understand, like they're pulling out all the stops this year to make it just a huge event. Yeah, it's it's fun, and we usually get uh, Cesar, the No Drama Llama, to come and stand for pictures, 
And if you haven't met Cesar, you did you are not familiar with Cesar, just look up Cesar, the no drama llama. And he's pretty amazing. His handler, Larry, is is a great guy and, and he's got some personal experience with the disease. And so he he brings Cesar and it's it really um, just warms your heart. Um, I do want to mention as well that uh, you know, some of you may live closer to Portland. I don't know, but the Portland walk is October 15th and it's actually at the Portland zoo. And that is a fun wow. event to wow. walk through the zoo. Yeah. What the heck did they pull that off? I have no idea. We have some wow. <laughs> talented employees, I guess. Well, if I you guess. sign up for that walk and register for that walk, you get into the zoo free that day. So that's a good reason to sign up your entire family. You absolutely do. Um, there's a walk in Corvallis that is uh, September 24th. There's one in Southern Oregon that's September 18th. Uh, Vancouver, Eugene, and Ben. The, the one in Southern Oregon is on Sunday? Yeah, sometimes they do a Saturday, Sunday. So this will be a Saturday, Salem, Sunday, Medford. Sunday, Medford. Wow. It makes for a really long weekend, but it's, it's still really fun. <laughs> I just, I love setting up for the walk and everything. It so really is that. more fun than it should be. Like it, 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 it really is because all of us who have spent all year being better together now get to you know be together wearing purple tutus and having fun. So it's, right. it just kind of all bleeds over. It helps us get support. Yeah, and there yeah. was a walk in Albany two years ago, and what they did is they transferred it to Corvallis, not because Corvallis is better or Albany's worse or anything like that. It's simply because of distance um, from Salem. They Once the Salem walk became active, they wanted to kind of distance the walk, uh, the next one over. So it's going to be in Corvallis this year for the first time, but it, it is still called the Mid-Willamette Walk. And it's it's going to be great, too. They're, they're all going to be fun. I go and I set up for all of them, and you have to show up at, you know, 5.30 in the morning or something like that. And it's usually really cold and <laughs> sometimes it's raining and you're setting up tents and it's great. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah. And there's, there's no to, to register. It doesn't cost anything. It's, it's no. free. It's free to register. <clears throat> yep. You visit alz.org forward slash walk okay. to register. Uh, there's zero fee to register. However, if you want a T-shirt, um, you do need to raise at least $100, and then that'll get you a T-shirt. And then up from there, they have other incentive prizes. Um, you know, the champion level is 500 The grand champion is 1000 And But, you know, really, if you just want to sign up and, and walk, you can do that too. Um, I think anyone that knows me knows that fundraising, I'm – it's, it's let's just say it's not my strong point <laughs> and so um I, I do the best i can but i understand that there are people that either don't like to fundraise or don't want to that's okay that's why we make it free to register we do however ask that if you're going to come to the walk that you do register yeah it makes it better with um keeping track of everybody and doing it online, then it's all done when you get there. So that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah trying to make it seamless. And this year, aren't they doing um, like a, a family fun zone and they're like Sam said, pulling out all the, all the stops, all the bells and whistles versus maybe in years past where everybody just kind of shows up, you register and you walk now it sounds like it's going to be much more dynamic much more interactive and mm -hmm. a lot more engaging yeah it, it definitely is it's it's going to be a lot more um not that it never it was not family friendly but it's going to be a little more family friendly be giving giving the kiddos something to do and 
of course the llama i mean did i mention the llama oh, yeah <laughs> you know i would encourage everybody to um sign up i know funding is based on the amount of people that sign up and we're the capital of oregon you know we're a pretty big state you know to have the the walk here in salem right at riverfront park which Truly, if you haven't been down to Riverfront Park lately and seen the changes they're making, it's definitely worth the trip. But um, get signed up. At the Even if you, you don't think you're going to make it, get signed up. It's so important for all of us to sign up and um, support. If you don't know somebody now with Alzheimer's, you will. Chances are you will run into somebody with Alzheimer's. And I just want to make sure if anybody has any questions, I'm happy to answer questions, you know, and then disperse appropriately to my Better Together group. Absolutely. Uh oh. <laughs> so things still working? Yeah, we can hear okay. you. Yep. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a it's a fun event. It is one that you know it's it's easy to do. You just show up and you 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 walk and you have you have these promise flowers and there's a promise garden, um, and you know it, it it's it's an opportunity to really um, reflect. At least for me, it's an opportunity to reflect on the journey that my dad went through before. Um, I lost him to the uh, to the dementia demons, as I always refer to them, um, and just that how impactful and and how coming up with a cure. It, it's the only known disease, isn't it? Something like that, at least only known disease of its kind without a cure. It's, yeah, it, it's definitely up there. There's no way to prevent, treat, cure, slow the progression of this disease yet. And it, you know, funding for research is vital. And we really do put our money where our mouth is um, when it comes to research. So you can be assured that, um, you know, the money that you donate goes to local programs and services, keeping them free and accessible to everybody. And then on to research because it's, you know, we're, we're, we're close. There was just the Alzheimer's Association International Conference, um, which is on research. It's a bunch of, uh, you know, providers and scientists and researchers that show up. It goes way over my head. But, um, it just took place and they were saying, you know, we're, we're getting dangerously close to a biomarker test, you know, so perhaps a blood test uh, to check for Alzheimer's disease. But, you know, there's, it's like, well, well then what do we do? You know, right. we, we do know that there are preventative factors that we have control over. There are protective factors that we can change and that's diet and exercise socialization and uh, mental stimulation. And, and those are the things that we can do to give ourselves the best chance uh, for, you know. And it's not a normal part of aging. You know, a lot of people don't realize that, that it's not a normal part of aging. Right, right. I have a lot of people say, well, it's just age-related dementia. It's just like, it's not really a thing, you know? <laughs> but people don't know. And there's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of stigma with the disease. People still think it's a mental illness and, and you know, the stigma with mental illness and people still right. think, you know, oh, he's just going crazy or something like that. And it's so important that we get the information out there and, and help as much as we can. You know, I am determined to find a cure for this disease. <laughs> I would encourage well, people if you don't, if you have a loved one and you're beginning to think like, I noticed something different about mom this visit or some things are out of line at her house. Please reach out to myself or Elise. We are happy to go visit and just stop by 
because sometimes somebody with a new set of eyes can give you a, a completely new perspective. I recently had a resident and uh, the family didn't think she was quite ready and she really, really was. But they had been doing so many of the things for her that it, it really wasn't independent living. They were doing everything. So I really, it's so important to reach out for help. And I guarantee you, Elise or I will make sure that you, uh, whoever calls us and want, looks for support, we will use our Better Together Network to provide the support we can and just find out if you're on the right road. Well, and I think sometimes people are too quick to add a label to a loved one of dementia or Alzheimer's or something. You know, if a, per, a normal part of aging is being a bit more forgetful and taking longer to formulate your thought process to respond to somebody, that is normal aging. But there are other things out there that would indicate some form of dementia, or as I tell a lot of people, Take your loved one to the doctor, get a blood test, make sure they're not dehydrated, that, you know, they don't have a, a vitamin B12 deficiency. And, you know, there's a whole host of things that can kind of give dementia-like symptoms that if you act on it quickly, um, they can be treated and, and cured, uh, whereas actual dementia cannot at this point. Yeah, definitely. But the, the treatments that we do have, um, are, like I said, they don't slow the progression of the disease, but they do alleviate the symptoms of the disease. And so those are best used early on in the disease process. They're not quite as effective the, the farther into the disease you go. And yeah. Elise, I heard something the other day. Maybe you can tell me if this is true. Um, I heard that brain power peaks at 25 and then after 25, it's a little bit of a decline. So is that true? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe John knows, but if, I, if it's true, I feel terrible about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, heard, I've heard that too, but I think it's part of the growing and being able to do more in the brain. It doesn't necessarily mean you become stupid after 25. Um, that was it my just means. It just means your your ability to grow and adapt as you learn new things. It, it does kind of come to a stop as far as how much it'll expand, but you can still learn new things and do things. Um, it's just, I don't know, if, if you thought of it as like a vegetable that as it's growing, it gets bigger, it's reached its max size, but you can still store a lot of information in there. Well, every time I every time I pull out a name from the Rolodex from the 1970s hit singles that were on solid gold, I think I don't got it yet. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that's true with a lot of people. Um, you know, we have this class called the 10 warning signs, and it really talks about what's normal aging versus what's not normal aging. It's a, it's a great class to go to if you're wondering. And I, I have a lot of people that take that class that are wondering about themselves and um you know they're they're concerned about themselves and and most of those people are concerned because they lose their keys all the time and i can tell you right now that's that's not a dementia thing that's a pretty normal thing but they'll take the class and then they'll kind of go whoo you know after they take the class because really um you know what's normal aging versus what's not normal alzheimer's dementia type aging is going to be pretty disruptive to daily life. Um, you know, well, the, the online. What is that available online? That class? It is. Yeah. Um, the class is available online at alz.org forward slash training. So you can, you can take the class on your own time on demand. Um, you can take any of our classes on your own time on demand. I think they even offer CEUs. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Good. Well, I hope everybody gets signed up for the walk. Come out and see us. If you want to come to Better Together, if you think you have something to contribute, if you think you can keep up with uh, Elise and I, bring it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. 
Uh, well, ladies, it has certainly been a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much for coming on. It's always great to see both of you and um, see your smiling faces. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yep. It was really nice to see you guys. All right. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks. They're too much, man. They are. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they make in, me in, feel in, old in, and in worn out. Yeah, yeah, they make they me feel are. old and worn out with their energy all the time. I know, you know, I know. Yep, yep, yep. Love them, love them, love them. Oh well, good stuff, John. I um, I don't know. I think we're back in uh, in two weeks. I got to check the schedule. I believe that's the twenty third. Not sure the topic yet, but um, we'll uh, we'll get something figured out and uh, get it out there. Um, do you have any? any parting words before I, uh, before I sign us off? Well, I was just going to make a comment on what Elise talked about with people being worried about dementia because they lose mm -hmm. their car keys. Mm -hmm. I always ask people, if you're concerned about that, are you or your loved one able to eventually find them? Can you retrace your steps? Or are you finding them in really weird places like in the microwave or something? Mm -hmm. if, if something really odd's going on or you just cannot find them without people coming over to help, then that might be, you know, some concern. But, you know, if you just come in and you set them down somewhere and it takes you a few minutes to remember exactly which counter or table you set them on, that that's fine. You know, when you're 25 or even 40, it takes a few seconds to remember. But if you're 80, yeah, it may take you five minutes to remember or retrace yep. your steps and figure yep. it out. And yep. that is normal. Yeah. Well, and, and my mom's 83 and she'll misplace things all the time and she'll forget where she put something, but she's still able to retrace her steps. Like you said, um, she, it, it takes her a little longer to do that. Almost what seems like you know, every day, but she's still, for the most part, still able to retrace her steps and or will, or will know the last, you know, one or two places she put her hearing aids or she put the, the TV remote, you know, I'll get the, I'll get the text at eight 30 at night, you know, help can't find the TV remote. And by the time I get upstairs, She's, you know, she's been able to retrace her steps. And I think I had it in the bathroom and I'll go check. And sure enough, it was in the bathroom, you know, so that, uh, that, that is definitely, you know, part of the, part of the, the normal aging process. But I, I would say if you're worried or you're concerned about it at all, any type of cognitive decline, um, don't wait to get in to see the doctor. Um, it doesn't have to necessarily be a neurologist. Get in to see your primary care. Get in to see your internist and just be honest and open with, with them. And they'll do the initial testing that needs to be done to know whether or not more advanced testing needs to be done to completely and a hundred percent rule out, you know, any type of Alzheimer dementia. I just went through it um, last year towards the end of last year with my mom, I think in October, um, you know, we started to see some cognitive decline. She was getting more and more confused. Well, the first thing we wanted to rule out was the dehydration. Was she not eating enough? And some of those things were the case. Um, got a blood to urine test, make sure she didn't have, a, you know, a UTI. And then she goes and she sees the internist and she's having a hard time being honest with them because she doesn't want to, to maybe have to face the reality that she's got the right. same thing dad did that took dad. Yep. I, you understand. Know? I think we're all going to be that way to some extent. I, well, what one comment I'd like to make is if you go see your primary care doctor and they give you that screening test, that is a snapshot in time. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're tired or yep. 
having yep. a bad day. You may not score as well as you normally would. But what I recommend to people is whenever you get to a point where you're starting to think I'm slipping or, you know, I don't remember things, ask them to do it. And if you're going in for an annual physical anyway, have them do it every year because yeah. then you've got a snapshot and yep. you can see, are you holding steady? Is it declining? If it is declining, how much, how quickly? And, yep. you know, the doctor or, you know, Elise or somebody like that can recommend certain things to do that uh, maybe helps you regain some of your cognitive abilities or at least maintain what you have. Yep, that that's exactly right. And I, I like that. Um having it, having it tested every year, because you have that, like you said, that snapshot, but you also have that baseline and you can compare them, um, you know, to, to the years past. So, um, yep. if you're starting to, if you're starting to think that you, you, you're noticing, you know, a parent, grandparent, loved one is getting up there in age, um, and is starting to show some cognitive decline or impairment. The moral of the story is don't wait. Right. Don't wait because the sooner we can get on top of it, we know that we can, you know, there are certain things that we can do that can, that can help potentially delay the progression of the disease. So, absolutely, um, yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you guys, everybody for, uh, for tuning in and joining us today. We hope you found the show helpful and, and um, information of value. Um, if you do certainly would love for you to subscribe, share, and like the better together podcast, um, you can find us on, uh, YouTube, Spotify, where you get all of your, uh, podcasts from, uh, I've been your host, Sean Sybin. I'm a realtor licensed in the state of Oregon with EXP Realty based out of Salem. I'm also a certified seniors real estate specialist. And I cover the entire Willamette Valley. You can reach me at 503-569-5651. And uh, my co-host, John Hughes. John, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. I'm the owner and administrator at Comfort Care Home Care here in Salem. You can reach us at 503-400-6637. You know, we can help you with your in-home care services. we also refer out to a lot of those uh, other folks from our networking. Um, and this office is also uh, certified by the Alzheimer's Foundation of America for doing cognitive uh, testing uh, for people. So Excellent. if you call your doctor's office and they go, oh, well, we can't get you in for six months, give us a call. We can give you an initial screening. And, and then you can take that with you when you have your doctor's appointment mm-hmm. and they'll do their screening and kind of compare the results. Sure. Awesome. Awesome. All righty. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. John, have a great rest of your week. We'll see everybody again in two weeks on the 23rd at 2 p.m. Thanks, everybody. All right. Thanks. See you.